0: Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Ebbett on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk
1: 94.5. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. How are you? I'm doing well, Liz. It
0: seems like forever since I've talked to you guys, I hope everyone had a... Uh, A happy and
1: blessed Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, everything went well. We were, uh, we had a a Thanksgiving meal for the community at the restaurant, the Reckless Rooster, and we raised almost $2,000 for the Tiny Homes Project for the Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center. So I had a great Thanksgiving and we had an amazing food drive the day before that uh, with two men in a truck and we raised a $5,000 and a truckload of food. So we uh, that kicked off my I mean, to witness all that giving for so long, it was just great food for the soul. That's for sure.
0: Well, you know, that's what South Carolina and South Carolina and South Carolinians, Mm -hmm. those are all about it really what is what makes us different. And, you know, it really saddens me when I hear, you know, I hate to say when I hear Democrats, when I hear anybody Um, put down our country as not being of a giving spirit because there is no other nation that is more gracious than we are in times of disaster, in times of need, helping our fellow man that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We are the most giving and the most generous nation in the world.
1: Oh, yeah. And this community here in Myrtle Beach, boy, do they love to give, <laughs> you know, you know, for Meals on Wheels. That was the food drive. And then we have the veterans and then we have the toy drive and uh, the baby love event coming up in February for Coastline's Women's Center. So uh, they are just on it. They are on it, so that's good. But I wanted to talk to you. First, let's talk about the thing that made headline news here, uh, which is uh, Governor McMaster uh, was being among 21 GOP state governors asking Congress to repeal the armed forces vaccine. I just find it weird. Why does it have to be GOP state governors? Like, why is this political?
0: Well, because unfortunately the vaccine... COVID became very political very fast, right? And so I'm down here at NLGA. Um, that is lieutenant governors, and now lieutenant governor elects, uh, and it's across the country. So Democrat and Republican um, together. Mm-hmm. And and you can tell, I mean, Democrat lieutenant governors are still wearing masks, many of them. Oh my right, God. This has gotten <laughs> to be, I know. It's almost weird how you can tell now who is who.
1: That's right. But, um, That's right
0: you know and, and so we're seeing i think it became a fight for them like a hill that they want to die on that they weren't wrong in that and so they they just take it to the nth degree and unfortunately you know the biden administration is still in play
1: can you it's do me a favor to, yeah <laughs> can Absolutely, you can my you friend. okay i just just i can you literally and you might have already done it Can you literally speak to a Democrat lieutenant governor, like, just like, hey, how are you? Can you tell me why you're still wearing a mask? Because I might have missed. the. I I mean, I'm just curious. They'll bring up Lord Fauci. I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, because I feel bad for them. I feel like they, they, you know, do you ever know like that? that spouse that knows that they're, they're you know their spouse is uh cheating on them but they stay anyway and they just you know kind of go through the motions and they're doing everything that they're supposed to no matter what and and you're just like why are you doing this to yourself snap out of it like you don't need to wear a mask it's, it's exactly I don't understand it so I just was wondering but even like do, have you been talking to the Democratic lieutenant governors I mean do you have like normal conversations i mean are are they nice
0: you know you know it's so funny if you
1: we (laughs) try to stick to bipartisan issues right Mm
0: -hmm. like mental health
1: okay we can Uh, all get behind
0: that obesity in children was a topic that was talked about we had specialists in here and what we're doing in south carolina to try to curb that so we this group is set to try to come to common ground issues But let me tell you, Liz, there have been times in the past where your lieutenant governor (laughs) has not sat silent. Like, if you start talking about law enforcement, Mm -hmm. you start talking about veterans, like, I draw the line at my try to be um, bipartisan and let's not argue Mm -hmm. when it comes. Because there are things that you just feel passionately about, and you have to say, what in God's name are you thinking?
1: Right. But you can debate it, you know, that's what you do, you're a debater, so you can debate these issues, but I, I don't see how they're using, they're literally using incorrect information.
0: And, you know, sometimes I try, like, you know, when I see people out and about, I try to think, like, maybe they're not just misguided, maybe it has nothing to do with COVID, right? Maybe they're getting chemo. Maybe somebody in their house is on chemo. And yes. They're trying not to get the flu. Like they're doing their best to just not bring home whatever's flying around. And it, if it only helps you ten percent, the mm-hmm. person you love is really sick. Well, that's better than nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so you know, I, I try really to think that there are other issues outside of COVID because we used to see. I mean, remember when you pre-COVID you'd walk through the airport and you'd see people wearing masks. Yeah, and you'd think. I always thought, like, okay, they're either sick. They're sick. Or or, Or my plane landed in
1: China. Sick people should wear them. (laughs) Yeah, or your plane landed in China because we knew that they were wearing it to protect themselves against the pollution.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, see, we used to think that. So I I try to go back to that. Like maybe there's an outside outside issue that maybe they don't want to discuss, right? Maybe it has nothing to do with this. But, I mean, we're seeing in China, I mean, how bad is it when... Chinese people are willing to just disappear off the face of the earth because we don't really know what happens in China. It is a communist country. It's not here. Like, we may not always love the way our our legal system works Mm -hmm. when it comes to trials and things like that, but it is the best around because how bad is it when you're willing to put your life on the line, disappear to God knows where, put your family in harm's way that you will protest
1: i have i have been following uh this situation in china and the lockdowns have been so horrific and the welding of the 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 apartment buildings and the way they live and all of this stuff that's going on they're they're being forced to stay in these factories and work and so we all know that lockdowns increase suicidal thoughts and suicides we all know that that's a fact yeah. So when people are protesting against the Chinese government, I see it as suicide. I see it by suicide by proxy. You know, they yeah. they all these people are suicidal because they know they're never going to win. The The video of the woman who wouldn't move uh, while the riot police was pushing everybody back and beating everyone around her. And she was holding the cell phone and they likened her to the. The Tank Man uh, of this protest, okay, of this era, she was, she is suicidal. She has given up. She is yeah. just going to stand there and let whatever happened to her. She knows what's going to happen to her. There's, yeah, what? So to me, these people in droves are suicidal. They're fighting something they're never going to win. It seems, and it's and only you know- going to be until the the CCP is shamed into doing something else that the riots will stop but they they you know they say oh we're going to soften some things next week <laughs> you know these people are fighting well, to the death they know they're going to well, die
0: you, you are you're absolutely right and i never looked at it as like really it's just a form of suicide it's kind of like kind of like the jihad kind of thing right yes. like you you you're just you're so done with it that they're you can't done. go on anymore but now what can we do as a country right as a country, we can stop buying mm-hmm. products. Who's like, so if Nike is doing all their production in China, well, stop buying it. We, if Disney, if this whole thing with Disney mm. hasn't woken up the American people to say, and I've been saying this forever, Liz, you know that. Yeah. Your buying power is, is, is your, is kind of like, what you can do to create change. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't like what you're seeing, right? If you then don't buy it. If you don't like the movies that are being made, don't watch them. Don't give your kids money to go watch them. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, look at what's happening with Disney. Their stock tanked 40%. They ousted their president which I can't even understand. I hope people don't have a long memory. And listen, I loved taking my kids to Disney. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I loved Cinderella. I loved Beauty and the Beast. It's what's happening. It's what's happened in the last, what, 10 years, 8 years that has been unsettling for me. But the guy they put back at the helm who's now going, oh, wow, we never wanted this fight, and I don't know. This guy was there at the helm, when much of this transition was taking mm-hmm. place, so yeah. let's not be fooled, right. right? Right. But we, but we see what happened. People lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Money talks in the corporate world. Wokeness will only look survive at, as long as we let it.
1: Look at what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Ba- uh, they never say it. Bustling. Blah, blah, blah. I gotta the creep, look at the it. Creepy yeah. fashion company. The, the creepy fashion Bouncy company. Canada. The porn. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so look at what's happening to them now. This is like people have, have really have hit the limit. And I want to say something also while I have you on the phone, Lieutenant Governor. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people are talking about the pornographic books that are in schools here as well. Okay, Horry County, there's a faction of parents that have found these materials in our schools. And, you know, I was watching an interview with somebody saying, why? Like, why are these in school? Like, why? Why are we doing this? And they said um, there is a there is some kind of mission to tap in to those those um, hormones in your mind. It's mind changing to look at pornographic and think material and think of sex in that way. When you're young, it does something to the mind. And we know this. We know this for adults, right? We know that it's highly addictive, that feeling. And they're trying to implement this in your brains now. Because to me, does it make any sense? Why are these books in there? It doesn't make any sense. Who is putting them in there? Who thinks it's a good idea to write a book geared toward children on that topic? Why do they even exist?
0: Because they're trying to control
1: your mind at a young age.
0: what What we have to be is vigilant as parents. We've woken up parents, right? We have all kinds of great groups. We have like the Moms for Liberty group. We have, you know, moms that have now started little coalitions in their mm-hmm. area to make sure that they have a seat at the table, that they feel like they could say something. But I think we always have to look and say what value is this bringing to society? Is this is this is this creating a value America on the world stage? is losing their foothold on education. So why don't... I mean, common sense, which is not so common anymore, should be we need to refocus on reading, on writing, on science, Mm -hmm. on arithmetic. We need to understand our history, things that make us better people. All this other stuff is white noise. I think that's why school... I don't think... I know. I'm still saying I think. I know School choice is the best thing we could do yes. for our state Absolutely. and our country mm-hmm. because you get rid of all these issues when you put parents in control of where their kids go. That's why our charter schools have become so successful. That's why our parochial schools are not so successful because parents are now willing to go, wait a minute, there is a problem. I will sacrifice you know, what I have to to make sure mm-hmm. that my kids are where they need to be. Schools wouldn't have these books in the library if parents had the right to say, listen, you have this in your library. My kid's not going to be here. I'm going to take them there. The fight becomes a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. Now, the the governor fought this fight in Rock Hill. He fought this fight in Charleston. You know, when parents find this stuff, please reach out to the governor's office. Please reach out to my office. We want to know. We can't know. Mm -hmm. Right. within every single library in the state, unless you bring it to our attention. And we will definitely act. The governor has proven on that. Where are the librarians
1: again. in this? Where are they?
0: You know, <laughs> I, I I was the book fair mom. I think I've said this before, for like ever. Yeah, me too. And my, I
1: remember being and a my, book fair mom. And my kids went to
0: parochial school, and I'll tell you the librarian that we had read every book before she put it in the library. Wow. I don't So... I mean, I realized that nobody else was in this process, but you had. we trusted her, mm-hmm. right? We knew that's what she thing. was going to put in our school library. And so I think now that we know that librarians mm-hmm. have the sole discretion, then maybe that needs to be something. And we don't want to get to censoring, right? Like, that's not the issue of mm-hmm. censoring. Yeah. But there are things that are inappropriate. Like, my security detail literally... When the book Genderqueer came up here, that it was in a Rock Hill school library, mm-hmm. and we—I well, mean, the governor and I—literally looked at the book because we're like, "Well, what is in this book? Like, mm-hmm. we should know."
1: I was horrified. I was after you was, told after you told me about it, I googled it and I was like, "What am I looking at? What am yeah. I looking at? Like what? Like, I, I mean, even if it's stick figures, what am I looking at?" I couldn't believe so, it, it's unbelievable for elementary school kids.
0: It's crazy. So this was, so in Rock Hill, this was in middle school, but if you, so, so, so my guys basically looked at that and said, you know, if you took a picture of that book, like a page in it, blew it up, put it on a sign and stood in front of an elementary school, mm-hmm. they could, they could arrest you. For yeah. pornography, there you go. So that's, true. that's the test, right? Like if you couldn't print this and walk around with it and not get arrested, it shouldn't be in our schools. It's it's not a real hard litmus test, right? That some of and that is happening. And but, parents but need to why? know.
1: That, see, I, I I always ask this question, and I and I understand what what we're all talking about here, and that we have to find these out, ferret them out. We got to let everybody know. But ha- why is someone writing this book? Why is it getting in the hands of the librarian on the shelves? Like, who is putting it there? Who thought it was a good idea? It didn't just appear. Like it, it feels to me, and when you when you see when you know. The impacts of pornography on the human brain it is unbelievable that it, it's so criminal that people are doing it to children on purpose. That's what I'm talking about.
0: And Liz, you're absolutely right and why I I can only believe just like everybody else, that there's some greater somebody is trying to get an end game because yes. all the things we're dealing with today,
1: didn't happen
0: a year ago or three years ago they've been put in motion for a number of years think of all these
1: people that are incel shooters or stabbers just like the Idaho kids they're thinking it might be an incel a person who's involuntarily celibate if that person was exposed to all this pornography and wondering why isn't he getting any of this these are the things that we're creating we're creating this because the pornography changes the map of the brain. See, I, people don't understand well, that the, the, the research that's done on pornography. Like, this is more insidious than just, like, weird people putting these books, you know, getting their jollies. This is, like, a, I, an impact they're trying to have.
0: And, Liz, I believe, and I think you would agree and Nick would agree, but I never speak for anybody. Our job as parents is to keep our kids innocent as long as we possibly can. Agree. If we all strive for that goal as society, right, keep our kids innocent as long as we can, because their minds aren't equipped to take in the information we're feeding them, not stuff that's on the news, not stuff that's in movies, not stuff that they're seeing in books. Their minds aren't ready. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to challenge college kids who seemingly are adults, right? But now we hear nobody's an adult until 25. But, um, okay, they're a little bit more equipped. Mm-hmm. Their mind is more developed to take that stuff in. Yeah. If you want to challenge people, challenge people. Yeah. But well, at yeah. these young levels, this is it, it really is child abuse. You know, it's I, child abuse. I
1: totally agree. And somebody said to me, you know, you better watch what you say on your radio show because children could be listening. And I said, well, it's child abuse to let your child listen to the show. Because this is material that's news. This is a news talk radio show. You're out of your mind letting your kid listen to the show. So don't blame it on me. It's your parenting skills, not me. So uh, if this material is too much for your child, then they shouldn't be listening to it.
0: (laughs) I I can remember being a child and getting kicked out of the room because my parents said, this is adult talk. Whether they were talking that's about right. family issues and things their that's kids right. should know, or things that were happening in society, literally, my my mom and dad could have been a day away from never being able to feed us, and we would have never known as that's kids because right. there was nothing we could do about it. Mm-hmm. So that why why would they put that burden on that's us? Right. And I think I think that's still the majority of parents. I just think keeping our kids innocent is key, right? Mm -hmm. Let's keep our kids innocent as long as we can keep them innocent. And let's let them enjoy life, right? (laughs) Let's let them enjoy their innocent years, playing with dolls, riding their bike, being with friends, Mm -hmm. and not taking on the overburdens of the world. It breaks our heart that there are some kids that live, you know, homeless that have taken on those, Mm -hmm. have taken on those burdens by no fault of their own or their parents. And we're all very willing to help them, just you know, like you talked about at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. Lieutenant Governor, I'll add in that, that, all this propaganda that is filtering through every single child's programming or books or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did a survey, and you've got kids that are as young as seven and eight years old that think that we're going to end as a planet or as a civilization <laughs> yeah. because of global warming. The, 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 the torture Man, that. Yes, and the it's so untrue up. and unproven. But yet, there they are. Yeah.
1: They did it and, with and us could, with the ozone layer when I was a kid. And acid was, rain and everything I was everything paranoid of yeah. my hairspray. I was like, Ma, ew, no hairspray. I mean, this is how it was when I was a kid.
0: And, and, and you know what? And as a kid, I think we want – what's two easy things that they can't understand? Don't litter. Mm-hmm. Litter is bad. That's really bad. Yeah, like put it in context that kids understand. Mm-hmm. Not things that their brain's not ready or able to wrap their arms around um, – I don't yeah. know. I, I do believe that parents are good, that parents want what's best for their children. I think somehow some things have gotten skewed. Yeah, we have to be better now, parents. Mm-hmm. And now we, we all have to stand up and stand yeah. up as a an nothing. I think we've gotten there, right? Like hard working, good people who raise their families and go to church and take their kid, you know, take raising their kids very seriously. We are the majority. And we have been quiet for too long because we're so busy raising our kids, working, mm-hmm. keeping our you know, families together. So I think this is the group that has now been woken up. We've seen that with the decline of Disney stock. We've seen that with parents getting re-energized with our schools. We have seen that now. Yeah. And, and that's going to continue on. What we have to do is keep the conversation moving forward because we do have a short memory span, right? When things get quiet... The normal public who's not involved in this political realm, who's not in this bubble, think it has been fixed. I'm not hearing it. Mm-hmm. It's been good. Things are done. That is why that is why all these things were able to move down the court so long. Because it was quiet. It was happening subtly. It was you know, it was kind of underneath everybody's everybody's vision. And so it was able to move up. And we got to just be careful that we don't go back there, that we continue to talk. We continue to challenge what's happening in our schools, what we think is best for our kids. But I always say challenge in a very um, constructive way, right? Not destructive. We are, that's not who we are as a people. We can get things done. There's safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. When the majority feels that something is wrong, and I keep going back to Disney because it's the topic of the day, our, our, our dollar has changed power. They don't want us to believe that, but it does. When you don't like what's happening, don't buy it. Don't support it. Mm
1: -hmm. There are other
0: alternatives, right? We need to be more
1: alert on that. Lieutenant Governor, we are out of time. Again, we've overextended your time with us, but we appreciate it. Um, Enjoy your, um, your colleagues there in New Orleans and talk to a Democrat today and tell us what they say. I'm very interested.
0: Well, I will. I will be presenting today. Um, oh, and so okay. And so I will. I will take the podium and talk about what we're doing in South Carolina, and why what we're doing has has been so successful, and why businesses are coming there. And that is our pro business, yes. let like capital. Can we talk work, about that uh,
1: next week? Can we talk about that? Absolutely. We, we've been hearing a lot. A lot of businesses coming here, and a lot of expansions in local uh, companies nearby. I'd love to talk more about that um next week for sure
0: i i would be happy to that'll be our topic
1: okay excellent all right we'll talk Thanks, to you next guys. time thank you good luck have a great week you too Bye-bye.
0: liz Calloway and nick summers will be back in a few on talk 94.5